Yes then, boys and girls, welcome back to the Gridline Podcast. I am your glorious host, Jay, and today we're going to do a little quick review of pre-season tests that just took place three days ago. So the teams have had about 24 hours in total over the last three days to test the cars and find out what works and what doesn't. Before we start, I'm just going to caveat by saying, obviously, testing doesn't actually give you a complete idea of where all the cars and teams are going to be at. Everyone's running different plans, so timings don't mean shit, but it can still give you an idea of where teams are going to be, at least at the start of the season. So, with that being said, let's jump right in. Alright, so let's speak about the team in the title first, McLaren. Yeah, big man thing, yeah, it ain't looking good for them, okay? It's not looking good, Brev. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to an article by The Race, which goes into more detail about all the cast performances uh, throughout pre-season testing. But the gist of it is that McLaren aren't going to be competitive for at least the first few races. They decided to change direction that they're taking uh, with their new MCL60 midway through the development of the MCL60. So they know that the current car is an absolute donkey and they're confident that the upgrades that they're going to bring are going to enhance that performance, which is a good thing, obviously. But as of right now, the MCL60 looks difficult to drive and it's a bit similar to last year's problems with the rotation of the car just being really difficult. In comparison to the other midfield cars, their issues seem to be minor, in comparison to McLaren anyways. So I think McLaren are going to be starting on the back back foot of the midfield, should I say, which is worrying. Uh, Obviously, these lot finished fifth last year, could have been fourth. And the fact that they're probably just going to be ahead of Williams and AlphaTauri at the start of the year is shocking. But hopefully, with the instructions of the new upgrades later down the line, it obviously will enhance the car performance. And Oscar and Lando can actually do something. But as of right now, it's absolutely shit. (laughs) Okay, so next up, I'm going to talk a bit about the Mercs, as I did have high hopes for them coming into this year. Obviously, last year, they were looking double decent by the end of the year. You know, the win in Brazil, the fact that they nearly got second. You know, the car at the start of the year, start of last year, should I say, was obviously shocking. But I think they managed to get on top of the issues, and by the end of it, had a solid car. So... I did have high hopes coming into this year. The test obviously showed that the car was very much up and down. On the first day, the car looked pretty smooth and had little problems. And then Friday rolled around and the traction in front end of the car just disappeared. And obviously it ended in George retiring due to a hydraulics failure. Now, it looks to be from what I've read and from what I've seen that the front and the traction can be solved using different setups, which is obviously a good thing. It would just be a case of Merck trying to find the most optimal setup to get that problem fixed. And that hopefully means that they will be as competitive as they were last year, or end of last year, should I say. So overall, the car did look decent, especially on the final day. It looks a bit behind the Ferrari and Red Bulls, but I think they're in a better position this time uh, this time than they were this time last year. So that's a promising sign, of course. I'm hoping, you know, touch wood, when it comes to Bahrain, or the few, first few races of the season, that they can fix those issues quickly, as I do want to see a three-team title fight. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. All right, now, we're going to talk a little bit about Aston, because, boy, boy, these lot are looking solid. Alonso looked like absolute butter in the AMR23. The car looked just really responsive, and it was just consistent throughout the whole three days. So I genuinely think the best of the rest fight is going to be a saucy one, with Aston probably topping that fight, maybe even closing in on Mercedes. I've heard a few people say that they think the Aston looked quicker at the pre-season test in comparison to the Mercedes. So, you know, if you are listening to this on Spotify, let me know at the poll below 
your thoughts on where Aston currently are and more importantly where they could be because I think the biggest question is what is the ceiling for that Aston because Alonso top tier driver obviously that second seat at the minute is a bit questionable with Stroll out for god knows how long so depending on who they get in that second seat I've heard rumors it could be Vettel Seb coming back for a one-off maybe two races Personally, I think Felipe, just give him the seat. I think he deserved it after you know his amazing year at F2 last year. So with them two at the wheel, you know, one solid driver in Felipe, an absolute, you know, diamond in Alonso. I genuinely think that Aston could be pushing the Mercs, at least at the start of the season. And depending on where development goes, they could be third. Possibly, possibly, maybe even second. I know that's probably a little bit out there. And considering about my my preseason predictions in episode one saying otherwise, but now that we've seen the test, you never know. So, you know, all I'm saying is that Aston, top tier job, boys. Well done. Well done. Okay, so lastly, I'm going to do a bit of a rapid fire list for the rest of the teams, just because I haven't got time to record um, every team and my thoughts on them. But I at least wanted to say at least one thing about each team. So here we go. Okay, so Williams, better than last year, but still firmly at the back. You know, they have signs of improvement. I think you can see that the car is definitely better than it was last year. But I just think it's going to be a while before we see Williams anywhere near that midfield battle again, unfortunately. With AlphaTauri, they're closer to the midfield battle than they were last year. So that's a good sign. I think depending on development um, and the way that goes, they could possibly be in the mix for that lower midfield fight, which, you know, is a positive sign. You know, I really like Nick. I do like Yuki as well, even though I do think he's going to flop this year. So hopefully they give him a decent car and they're able to perform. Now the Alpha, the absolute boys themselves, they're looking okay. Better than the McLarens for sure. And I'd say they're in line with Haas in terms of where their car's at. They just need to make sure that they bring the right upgrades and not fall off like they did last year. Otherwise, it's just going to be, you know, a repeat of what happened last year where the car looked solid at the start of the year and then just nosedived. With Haas, again, another solid car. Nothing too flawed. A little bit of a boring test for them, if we're honest, but I think that's what Haas want. So unless, you know, Nico and Kevin, you know, go at it and end up telling each other to suck their own balls, I think, you know, it's looking to be a quiet average season for them which is what they're looking for uh, considering all the drama and things that have happened over the last few years with Alpine it's definitely an improvement on last year but they're going to have their work cut out for them for sure with the Astons just looking super solid you know they're going to need to put in their work to um, you know retain that um, P4 in the constructors a slight step above Alpha and Haas in terms of where the car is at the start of the year I think but I think there's probably going to be some question marks in terms of if they can, you know, compete in terms of the best of the rest. Now, Ferrari, please, please, like, please, guys, if anyone in Ferrari is listening to this, which firstly, what, like, why are you listening to me? <laughs> just don't fuck up, please. Like, come on, guys. Just please don't fuck up. <laughs> That's all I need to say. The car is looking really good again, as it was last year. But, you know, just sack the race strategist and hire, you know, Someone else, someone more competent, please. Um, touch wood, they're going to be competitive again. Well, more competitive than they were last year. And they can actually win some races and actually have a fucking title fight for once. Lastly, the Red Bull, looking ominous. You know, nailed the regulations again. So it looks like they're a team to beat. Nothing, you know, major to report other than the fact that it's just going to be clearly Red Bull dominating. 
hopefully, like I said, Ferrari in the mix and maybe Merck in the mix as well. You know, just to make the season interesting. But for the preseason test, they looked solid. So, you know, I'm not worried about them at all. Alright, so another episode done and dusted. Thank you for listening. I'm thinking for the actual races to do, again, just small little reviews of my thoughts on each race. You know, nothing too long and strenuous because, I mean, I know for me personally, I can't listen to anything for too long. Um, So, again, I'm hoping, you know, if you're out there, you're enjoying these episodes. And I thank you for listening. So, I will speak to you when Bahrain happens, which I can't exactly remember the date right now. But first race of the season is going to be hopefully good. Pre-season, looked decent, looked okay. So, until then, I will speak to you next time. Bye, guys.